Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back once more doing a double this week. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Tosopoulos, Nicholas Kreider, and the Quan Cosby. Get your horns up. This is the Horns Up podcast, Talk in Texas. All right, gentlemen, we're back off the heels of a great interview with Nate Boyer. Off the, we touched upon it with the Nate Boyer show. We hit a little bit of tech, but this is more of the tech show, uh, and this is more of the Rice recap um, in a sense. And obviously, great bounce back win. Um, we mentioned in the Boyer show that, you know, a big kicker, and I guess I'll just start off and we'll go around the horn on back and forth, you know, uh, snake style, something I liked in rice and something that, you know, maybe is a red flag for me in Texas that I want to, for Texas tech that I want to keep an eye on. Uh, but I'll start with something I really loved. And we made mention it was just, you know, Casey gets the ball out and he really does a good job of not, and it just lends it to your lends it to knowing that you're a top 25 program. The quarterback by and large is going to have a good arm. Most of the time, he's going to be able to throw the long ball. He's going to be able to put zip on it. He's going to be able to hit, you know, in every kind of facet he needs to hit short, medium, long, but it's the decision-making or lack thereof at times. And Hudson's decision-making just wasn't there. And Casey, even though Casey threw an early pick, quick memory, bounce back, didn't affect his game at all. And he, the most important, you know, stat and most important number is the one in the win column. And that's what we got. And if you look at the running backs, the running backs were just allowed to feast. Oh my All God. of them. Anybody, anybody, <laughs> that we, anybody that we handed the ball off to, uh, there was like a point where I'm like, so like, I'm always like, if I stop, one of our buddies is like, okay, if you give me 10 tries from the one yard line, I could punch it in. He's five, eight, you know, one seventy five on a good day, honestly. And I'm always like, not a shot in hell, but the way we were running the ball that night, I was like, you know what? I might sniff the end zone. Put me back. There. <laughs> Bro, me- by the end of it, I was like, I was in, Challenging my Oprah, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I could think about in the running back room. It was mm-hmm. freaking awesome. It was great. Um, but that was one thing I really, really loved. And I'll kick it to you guys too, because there's a lot of good and a lot more that I want to see carry over. But I'm just curious to see if it overlays and we all have the same thinking. So, uh, Nick, what was something you really loved in that rice game, man? I mean, it's great to see a big 427 next to the rushing yards. I mean, that is just phenomenal. No matter who you play. I mean, you're mm-hmm. still playing against a division one defense. Absolutely. doesn't matter if it's rice, doesn't matter if it's Baylor, doesn't matter if it's OU, doesn't matter if it's Bama, it's still a division one program. Those guys were the best in their high school. There's still some big boys out there and you ran the ball for 427 yards and you got multiple guys involved. I mean, I see seven seven guys on this Texas roster that got carries. 
And uh, that means everyone's contributing and that keeps all of our guys with fresh legs. You know, Roshan going over a hundred yards and three carries is phenomenal. He had that one big run, uh, you know, Bijan going over a hundred, 120 yards and three, three touchdowns. I mean, that, you know, says something for, you know, that Heisman, uh, you know, uh, campaign that he's going for. I mean, I know it is rice, like we just said, but still that's the confidence that you need to keep that rush attack going. And at the same time, keep your guys fresh and healthy. So I love that. And I also love us pitching a shutout. I mean, doesn't matter who it is. It's good confidence for your defense. You take away some, some good moments and, um, first time in five years. Yep. First time first, in five first years. shutout in five years. It's amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. Hard to believe, honestly. Is it? It's tough in college, I mean, dude. Pitching it, a shutout is tough. It's hard to believe because, like, we played teams like UTEP, and we play, we've played Rice before. You know, we, yeah, you know, we we played these smaller programs, and it's like, how how have we not Kansas? Like, how have we not pitched a shutout in five years? We've so had shutout into a shutout with today's offenses is insane because ultimately right. everybody's spreading it out and football everybody wants it to be perfect alabama's look close to it but even them alabama has has it you would think oh with the defense they've had they've had 30 up no i bet you they have less than five shutouts themselves and so it's a big deal regardless of who you're playing when you get a shutout well especially because you're going you're going deep into the depth chart right and when those third stringers are in there i mean we see last play of the game is a sack right like that really shows to me that what we talked about everything that we talked about, got, about getting punched in the mouth in that Arkansas game. How do you respond? How do you grow from it? How do you pick yourself up by those bootstraps? They did it. And it stems from Sark. I mean, I, I watched, I was so impressed with his post-game conference. One thing that I thought that was so cool was that he's talking about Jonathan Brooks, right? He's talking about our fourth string running back. That is one of the differences between what the Texas football team has been and what it could be in the future, what yeah. what he pulled from Saban in Alabama, it's important for those guys in those blowouts, whether it's a shutout or not, to get those reps because that's the future right there, right? You got to mm-hmm. instill that confidence within him so that next year or two years down the line, when he's under center, when he's B. John Robinson, that he's taking care of business and he know he and he knows he's the guy because obviously B. John's the guy right now. But it, I mean, everybody ate like you said, Nick Keelan Robinson. Yeah. He's he might not be trending holiday. That's probably the fastest guy I've ever seen in college football. That that return man for LSU way back when. Yeah. 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 I mean, but Keelan's got wheels, man. That guy can run. Even Gabriel Watson, the grad transfer, got some carries. He's a senior. To get guys, you know, the ball a little bit. Everybody, dude. The Oprah thing was in full effect. Yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) everyone gets. Yeah, baby, you get one. You get one. I love that. No, but it's a great point to us. I mean, you, you talk about the, the Bama style of getting guys involved. Right. And that's why they're so easily able to turn out those running backs. You see Najee Harris and, you know, you see the guy they have this year and you've seen, you know, Derek Henry and they just have guys that consistently dominate. And so yeah. giving them these reps is so important. Mm-hmm. And it was, no. and it's like that, that effect, right. Where like, yeah. we get a glimpse of them in week four when Alabama's playing, whoever playing Kentucky and we see Derrick Henry when he's a, a freshman bust one out for 45 yards against the backups. And we're like, oh my gosh, they're going to, this guy's even better than the starter. Like that's that effect. And, and hopefully it, it stays around. Um, but, but super excited. One thing I'll just mention on, on my end, things to, to look at. Well, our offensive line was dominant beyond dominant. The one God. real lapse that I saw was when Casey threw that interception, it was really just 
he he didn't get the ball out in time because he was under pressure so quickly. He hardly had any time to yeah. get it out. Um, and he gets hit while he throws, and that's why it falls short into the defender's arms. But I will say two things. You obviously know when you're looking ahead to Tech, these athletes for Texas Tech are going to be superior to the Rice players that we saw. You're not going to have those Roshan Carey, that Roshan Carey where he takes it up to the right side, pushes the guy's helmet away from him, turns it around, and turns it into a 25-yard run, right? Those guys are going to be after you. You're not going to be able to get to that second level. So um, there are just opportunities like that that we have to understand aren't going to be there, and what's it's what we do when those challenges present themselves to us, can we pick ourselves up in the middle of the game when we see that adversity? And it's something that Sark mentioned in his press conference as well, which look, he's touching on all the right things, right? It's there. And it, and it seems like everyone's buying in across all levels, right? That's why I mentioned the depth chart. Cause it's the third stringers that are buying in too. So I'm really hopeful about this upcoming game against Texas tech. It's, it's probably not going to be, it, it seems like it might not be the last time we see them in conference play, but they're gonna be they're gonna be treating it like this, right? Yeah. They're gonna yeah. they, we've got a massive target on our back as we I'm, always do. I'm super excited. I mean, I just mentioned the rush attack, but you remember the last few games we played against them. You know, Chris Warren eight when he played against them. Deontay Foreman did the same thing. So look for Bijan to have a huge game again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And y'all touched on something as far as my, my recap from my, from the Rice game and 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 Tosh, you talked about Sark, and that's where mine is. So many times, and certainly what my experience was on a sideline and post game is the egos involved with coaching. Sark chose Cart, but he saw a response and he learned something in that game. And he could say, you know what? I'm the quarterback guru. I'm sticking with it. But he did what was best for the team. And it takes a level of humility with that. And and I know a lot of people don't talk about it there. You know, of course, the the, the lovely uh, armchair coaches or criticize and say, why didn't he come from here? I knew this. I knew that. Whatever. They're not in practice every day. But he made the call. And then when he saw the response at the end of the um, Arkansas game, he followed it. And, and he, in, in that same presser toss, he said, it's something about Casey. And again, he didn't have a game, a true game to see this in Casey. We saw it in Colorado. Sure, he watched that. But you know, that, that's again, that's a whole nother yeah. year. That's why, as, as one of my buddies say, that's why the windshield's bigger than the rear view mirror, because you want to look forward. And that's what, what coach was doing. But he, in a very humble way, said, all right, I'm sticking with this guy. And, and in the same way, of course, seeing what he saw, appreciating every level of it, um, he's continuing to, to, to do that. And really, I didn't think we were going to win a national championship this year. But what I had hoped for was that we got better every game. Mm-hmm. And that's along with Sark's humility about that decision. I feel like we got better last game than the previous week. And that's what I want to continue to see. I want to see that versus tech because we're going to need to continue to get better versus a tech because regardless of what they see on film and they haven't played teams or whatever in either, so to speak, but they're going to play us and they always do. And they always, it is their a season maker, you know, depending on how it works itself out. So uh, in preparing for tech, I want that run game. Like like Nick said, we usually have a really good running day for them, which will keep that offense. But I'm going to tell you what's interesting from a tech standpoint. Our run defense did a really good job in tech's offense. have been running the ball pretty freaking well. They, they have, have some really good backs. And so I want our defense to continue to do what they did. They tackle so much better. I think at multiple sacks, too. 
And, and it just, I saw that improvement from the defensive side. And I'm hoping that to continue that going into conference. Yeah, that was my, that was my red flag, Quan. It was, well, first of all, I owe, my, I owe myself $5. I had a $5 with myself bet in my head that you were going to shout out Wiley, the tight end, for getting involved. You know I was fired up about that. You were that fired man up, makes bro. plays when that he's man, in the game. He's, it, it just is like what I'm not comparing anything to the Chiefs. We have an acting teacher out in Los Angeles, and Nick's mentioned Bryce Young, and I threw out the next Russell Wilson, and he almost had like a fit. Conniption. T- you got to watch what you say to this guy. He'll see he's in New York. He'll set him off. But what makes the Chiefs so great in the NFL? Like, why do Mahomes, why do Hale and why do Kelsey work? And why did they take a Clyde Edwards Hilaire over some other guys? It's can you control the pass game on multiple levels in that, not the, not, you know, separate from the run game, but from the pass game standpoint, can you control it on every level? And Wiley just adds another element because we had that with Worthy. Worthy is a guy we all been high on. He, he actually he shows up. Oh, he shows he's more. Again, he show, it shows he's more than a burner too. He had like he was like a possession, almost like a possession receiver that game. He had seven receptions for eighty-eight, yep. and you know, a couple of sweeps in the backfield as well. Hey, I'm yeah, I'm not a huge sweep guy unless the guy is fast as lightning, and that boy is lightning. So that's that's <laughs> good. That's good to see. Um, but it just adds like another wrinkle in the pass game. But that yeah, my red flag for Tech, uh, and then we we'll go around the horn again is. You know, this is not the tech team of old. Like we're so used to viewing Texas Tech as the literally the Air Raiders. Like you know, you know, eight touchdowns. Graham Harrell, like Pat Mahomes, throwing for thirteen touchdowns and four picks, and the score is like one hundred and twenty to like one hundred and nine. It's like, what what sport is this? Like are we watching a video game? But this team can run the ball, and that's so- they have a sophomore running back of their own, Taj and, and Brooks, who is a really good running back, and you know he's not getting the type of love that necessarily Bijan is, but he's putting up eight yards per carry with some, with, you know, a lot of touches. So it's, it's a different tech offense. He's an Austin kid too. Came out of Maynard. So there's going to be a little bit of bad blood. I feel like that he didn't come to Texas and he didn't get recruited by Texas. I mean, a lot of bit of bad blood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's usually all text team, right? They're like, yeah, oh, I'm about to say that's them every single year. I didn't get recruited. I'm, I, I want to go tear you up. And, and it's, it's interesting. And by the way, this is going to be a, a trend. The Big 12, known for its quarterbacks, its receiver, whatever it may be. The, the running backs in the Big 12 are pretty salty. You know, oh, we yeah. talk about Bijan and our plethora of running backs, but uh, across the, the landscape, it's a lot of really good ones. So that run defense that we saw versus Rice is going to have to get even better preparing for Tech and, of course, teams to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, the, the one red flag is, like you said, Nick, like that 400 in the rushing yards column is – pretty unbelievable it's not going to be that high against tech right i i hope it's i hope it's half that if not more than half but we're gonna have to rely on casey to throw the ball and at certain part yeah take care of the ball and i just i'm a little worried and i know it's 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 hard to tell because those first reads are always going to be there when you have our athletes lined up against rice's athletes but i don't see him surveying a lot and and really being open and flexible to those second and third reads. But again, like if it's there, you take it and you know where you're going, but he better be able to, to survey the field. You use those peripherals, have that wide view 
And if he has to check down to Bijan or, or any other guys, like to be able to, to know that that first read's not always going to be there with their DBs being better than, than Rice's, right? right. That Jared Wiley and that, um, the other touchdown pass that he threw, those were both, those were both his first reads. He didn't look anywhere else. And that's, that's the one kind of red flag that I have, but I'm, I'm excited to see it because I think he's up for the challenge. Um, it's just something to look for. Yeah. It's also experience too. It's his first career start. So, yeah. And I will say this. So I'm listening to some Rob Babers who he's a stat crazy person. Um, schematically, one thing that one reason Rob is so freaking crazy about Sark is because if you go back to the national championship year, Mac Jones and pro something, Rod finds all these stats. I think it was north of 70% of the first reads he also made. So I, I know there's a worry that it may not be there, but I think from a scheme standpoint, Sark may be that good to where he sets it up that you do want to just take that read and, and make yeah, the right. decision. And, and again, so you're talking about national championship team, all those games and that quarterback was making that, you know, the throw on that first read north of 70, you know, close to 80% of the time. So I, I understand that perspective. Uh, now, very different athletes. It's a, it's a heavy, it's line, a heavy very different. It's all a heavy yeah, no, 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 no. I, I and it's a good one because it's it's a very different team than what Alabama had last year. That was <laughs> it's a an bit. insane team, and so um, yeah, yeah. I I certainly respect and and feel you on that that piece of it, but um, Sark uh, Sark now knows after three games what he has. So hopefully schematically he adjusts that and still put him in that position and be successful with those early reads. Definitely. Yeah. I, Last thing I'll say, it's a heavy nitpick. And the reason why is because I feel really confident about us mm-hmm. at home this weekend. I think we, I, the, the maturation that we showed from week two to week three has me feeling really good about it. Um, and I'm excited to see what this football team can do. They've reinvigorated me after you know that Arkansas beat down. Yeah, heck yeah. You know what's interesting about it is, is what we haven't touched on yet. And I know a history of playing tech would always factored in with special teams. And we had a heck of a day at special teams last week, block punt, you know, some really good returns, stuff like that. Seeing that, you know, exploiting, because even when, when we, we kept the, the shutout because we got the delay a game penalty and we blocked that kick. And then we had the same pressure. We didn't block the kick, but that kicker and the peripherals saw that same pressure. And I feel like rushed it and hooked that next one, which kept the shutout. And so those little things about football, we know that matters. And again, playing a tech, a lot of run on both sides. If both are successful, those special team plays when, when they when they you know present themselves are going to be super important. And there's ways to find little hidden one yardage or opportunities. You got a safety out of it last week that can win you a football game. Yeah, for sure. One red flag for me, and I didn't really touch upon it. Is I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. I mean, we just got to get more takeaways. I think. I mean, obviously we did okay winning fifty eight to nothing, but still, when you're playing against these bigger programs you need to be able to create some takeaways to take away possessions from them yeah yeah i agree i know one thing sark said during the week was some of the issue is one versus arkansas they 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 actually ran for you know however many 300 yards so they didn't present themselves there 
um, you haven't seen a whole bunch of kind of passing and uh, putting themselves in position to, to start fast where teams have to pass and try to come back. That'll create one sack opportunities and two takeaways. So just that complimentary football that can happen, I think hopefully what will help in, in that in that category. Keep yep. getting Ovi in the backfield too. send that man in. He's done. I love him. He's great. What a great grad transfer. He's a beast. For sure. He's a beast. Um, line, I think right now I'm seeing it at seven and a half. Yep. It's going line. down. Bet I think it's to open up at, at, at 10. They yeah. opened up at 10 and a half. Um, now it's uh, seven and a half on better line at AG. So place your bets there. Nick, Tom. Um, I, I mean, we keep taking the boys to cover. So I'm going to continue the trend and uh, say that they cover seven and a half. What about the over under? What is the over-under? the over under in this game as it stands right now is 16 and a half. Now, look, every year that's it's always a high scoring game. <laughs> Send it, right? baby. But Send it talking, to the over. We're talking about how prominent the run game is going to be this year. So I'm a little skeptical, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I'm calling my mom and telling her to put the mortgage on the over. If, <laughs> if this is any other year where it's a pass happy offense, you know, I, I still don't think we've fully been able to click on the passing game yet. Then I would say, take the over, put your student loans on it, throw your mortgage on it. <laughs> the GameStop winnings job. you have. Yeah. All that yeah, stuff. Exactly. Bitcoin, oh, all that. I'm but, a little skeptical on the over. Right? It's just yeah, the, 60 is a lot of points. Um, it is. And across the board, you, you just don't see, yeah, 58 to nothing. You'll see those. But really across the board, and you just don't see these big 50 to 40 games to this point. Um, teams are just still figuring it out. There's a lot of new quarterbacks. There's a lot it's of very, new that is true. things. Uh, and, and again, it's, it's sure it's Texas, but I mean, you saw Bama, Florida. You just you can see all these games that are not crazy high score. And I think they may get there as teams continue to grow and post COVID real season practice. But that that sixty is is it, I don't know if, if I'm I'm not a bed man, but if it was, I don't know if I'd be taking that. But I, I do like the seven. Yeah, I mean they played against some weaker opponents, you know, in Houston and SFA, and those were under sixty as well. So. I would imagine that our defense holds up a little better than those two did. So I'm not, I'm not liking it to, to be honest. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, sometimes you got to go alone. That's, that's where we're at at on this one. That's where we're at fellas. Uh, Real quick before we rock and roll the, we say it on the show all the time and special teams, you can lose, you can lose, you can lose. And Florida lost because of special teams. Uh, I was so frustrated. Um, I just want Bama to lose. I need them to lose as a college <laughs> football fan. I can't watch this you anymore. I need both. Is there anybody? And if there's not, because for me, the answer is no. The answer is just no. Is there anybody in the team that is out there that you guys think can take them out? Georgia. Oh, dude, I think Georgia, bro. I'm going to tell you what, what I saw in Bama is. And I don't know, maybe Florida has five first-round linemen, but they tore Bama's D-line up. And I mean, they, they, they that quarterback had – and we used to say Tom Brady always has the burp the baby. He can just burp the baby all day long because he never gets touched. There was times where that quarterback had that level of time. And, and then they're running the ball. And then on the other side of it, Bama usually has, you know, five five-star, you know, linemen. Florida's D-line, I think – 
the reason they were in that game is because they were killing it in the trenches. I think special teams and other mistakes is why they lost that game. And, and, and that's, and it was still that close, but going back to Georgia, did you hear what the South Carolina coach said about them? It was freaking hilarious. You got to check that out. Someone yeah. asked him, well, why was it such a hard, you know, task to run the football? His response, uh, and he was like, well, let me see, because they have like a hundred five-star defensive lineman over there. <laughs> and he just go on this rant about how athletic and just how good they look. And after seeing what they did to Clemson, because I, I, I think Clemson, sure, the quarterback is not Trevor Lawrence. We all know that. But I still think Clemson's a pretty damn good team. Oh, yeah. And then just what they continue. That, they're that one complete. If, if they played game nine, Bama may be in Bama form. I just don't think they're there yet. So if they played today, I honestly would pick Georgia. And I would yeah. never pick anybody against Bama, but I would probably pick Georgia. I think they look that much more impressive. It's just the best Georgia defense that we've seen in a very, very long time. I mean, which is crazy. That, yeah. It's oh, not- one other comment that that coach said, he was like, and they have a D lineman that's 330 pounds that could probably beat everybody on this call in running. Like he said stuff <laughs> like that. You'll have to go watch it. It's pretty awesome. Watch after this, yeah. they, they look that impressive. Man. Anybody outside of Georgia guys? Because the ACC, I think, stinks, by the way. Just an FYI, I want to throw. I mean, the Oregon situation could be interesting. I'm not going to – I'm not ready to, you know, touch that yet. I'm not ready to get on that yet. The Penn State thing, uh, not even nah. sold Not even sold a little bit. Not Bama. I think, I think they're good, but they're, they're not being Bama. I think uh, Kansas State fans think they can beat anybody, so <laughs> maybe maybe them. <laughs> let's, let's hopefully they come back down to earth before we face them. God yeah. sakes. That's like the well, they are because uh, they also lost their quarterback last game. So that sucks. I don't know how long he's out, but I, but I know they lost him. So they're gonna be a little uh, re, um, humble pie soon in, in Manhattan, Kansas. Okay. Well, hopefully it's humble pie before it gets to Austin, Texas, or we go to there because that's like the I could totally see us like beating. You and then we just are like riding on a high horse and we face like some dumb team like K State or then and then it just like I mean who knows new regime things could be different. Wait, we need to beat Tech right now. That's exactly that's why I'm not. You know what I'm. You know, I'm actually I'm done getting ahead of the SEC. The SEC talking all that. I'm just focusing this one game and not yeah, Tom Herman style. Just Norman's normal style of like just focus on the one game. Uh, gents, great stuff as always. Uh, the Boyer and his show is awesome. So I hope you guys have checked that out. Um, Josh Fisher, Quan Cosby, Alex Sopos, and Nicholas Kreider. Let's go beat some tech, baby. Horns up. Horns up, guys. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.